Hello. This is my show. My only show. I just can't even with myself right now. Let's babble about time. I babble wherever I can, whenever I can, however I can. This is NE Unleashed. No, without further ado. Let's just jump right into it. So, for everybody, welcome back to the show. I have with me actually one very special guest in the form of the always fiery, the always, <laughs> the always, always energetic and not afraid oh, to push. Someone thinks I'm very special. Oh my goodness, I know, right? Um, in the name of, in the form of Megan Lavoda, I have her. I, get, I kidnapped her, in guys. It form. finally happened. <laughs> it, it happened virtually. Yeah. I'm so I'm so happy. Actually, I'm actually super energetic for this morning. I mean, plus I'm a morning person, but like I'm really excited to have you on the show because I really want to be able to tell my listeners or to give them like that exposure side of the person behind Ooh. trying to inspire me to like f- pursue this gig. Like I actually oh. owe you a little bit of like some credit on that, and I like to give credit where credit oh. is due. So t- today's going to be one of those appreciate Megan days. And so anyone can like call it or whatever <laughs> it was. Um, also, it's a very make- Megan uncomfortable day. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> it is, but it's also like, uh, I like being appreciated. There like, we go. Really yes. <laughs> but, you know, actually, this is kind of a fun fact, I guess, to people listening. Also, something I've realized about myself that might have something to do with being an Enneagram 2 is that whenever I get really nice comments, like, the ones that really hit home and mean mm. the most to me, I find myself looking at it and then needing to look away for a second. Re- and, like, do I you like respond. look away to like take a dis- take a moment to like breathe it in, or? I think I intrinsically just shut down, like I don't believe it or something, and then I like uh, have to process it. Reminds me of my friend I don't all know, the it's time. Weird. It's like, oh my god, you're so pretty, you're so good at singing. No, I'm not. Like straight up, just like, <laughs> no, stop. Yeah, that's what I did. <laughs> But the next thing you know, we're like, oh my goodness, they're actually talented. This is why we should kidnap them. Um, <laughs> brief little, like, tidbit. So, I might as well just confess. So, like, I... as like, The same thing that happened with Kat, basically. Like, when she introduced... Because Kat's the one who introduced you to me, right? And we became mm. affiliated at some point bit- within that. Because she met her psychic sister, her psychic twin, basically. And I was like, oh my goodness, another ENFJ to collect. Because, like, I've had this thing with fe bases or fe doms where you guys can just read me and i can't really hide anything so my only well action would have to be like okay well i'd have to join them and somehow like befriend these enemies because <laughs> i can't hide anything um and so you know that and then you know yeah, long story well. short, yeah long story short we ended up becoming friends um mm-hmm. to my you know benefit <laughs> <laughs> But anyways, actually, the whole reason why, I, another reason why I want you here is because I also want you to be able to express yourself freely and to, like, let me know, mm-hmm. like, what is it about life that's, you know, like, where are you in your life right now? Um, what do you think is the the thing that people need to be aware of the most? Um, and granted to the people listening, this is an ENFJ talking, so this is what it's going to sound like, it's going to look like. Um, mm-hmm. It's disgustingly nice and disgustingly inspiring. <laughs> but... <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would just say intense transformational energy. I feel like I am at a huge um, sort of inflection point in my life Ooh. where for months I've been, well, really since the beginning of the year, I kind of started with the idea of like, I don't want to allow people to take my energy away from me. I want to be a lot more in control of how I invest my energy and time, like time management and stuff. And I wanted to only go where, like I wanted to move my energy where it wanted to go. I didn't want to live a year where I was making sort of excuses or like uh, having to convince myself of many things because what I've learned over the past few years is that when my brain is like searching and like reaching to try and come up with like reasons for why I should do a certain thing that most likely is the thing that's going to make people the happiest or going to cause the most conflict that's kind of a sign that I shouldn't do it and mm. so I <laughs> I've been I like my my word of the year <laughs> was focus and you know I have been I did a lot of minimizing in the earlier the year and I've been conceptualizing all of these ideas that now I feel like I'm at this point where all these seeds are planted and now I just need to keep working on them like harvest them um, or is that or like just kind of maintain it like you yeah. would a garden metaphor like yeah it's like I'm pulling all these ideas and then trying to ground them right now and I'm doing it very fast and I have whiplash and when I talk to lots of people Mm -hmm. well especially people around my age it's like why are you doing this all so fast and I just like kind of don't know any other way but I'm also really freaking tired of always trying to I don't know like I don't want to sit upon a shaky foundation I does this make is this am I just ni droning on or no 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 sense? no I'm imagining you like trying to establish a foundation for yourself to which you could proudly stand behind or stand in front of if that's where you're yeah. going on with your train of thought yeah I mean yeah and it's it's just that I it's ambition I suppose I've never been ambitious that ambitious i mean i'm a two wing three so i've got the three wing Mm -hmm. but and i was not like i was the absolute opposite of a try hard in school just to say like i just wanted to get my grades and go and like talk to my friends like i just want to be able to exist and i've found i've just had really bad luck with jobs and like (laughs) I just want to be able to live, you know? Like, it's like, I'm just trying to survive. And, like, that's been sort of the theme of the last few um, Several months. months, yeah. Yeah, several months. And, like, I'm trying to minimize all of the things that don't serve me because I have such limited energy right now. That's actually what I wanted to, like, ask you when you were still, when mm-hmm. you started off with that. Because you mentioned a lot about having a lack of energy, which I thought was really fascinating. Because um, I guess definitely coming back to traditional extroversion, it's like you'd assume that an ENFJ would be bursting with energy. Hmm. Like I described you as fiery. It's when talking right? to people, 
Yeah, and it's so interesting that it's like it's so focused, or it has that angle, like kind of side to it. Yes. But there is this other side of ENFJs that people may mm-hmm. not always be noticing or be aware of. It's the thing when the the doors close and the window blinds shut off, and like this person comes out, um, the person behind that like charges themselves up to get mm-hmm. all the things that they need, and it's so much. I don't know, from what I'm noticing or like from what yeah. I'm assuming is going to be like a lot of simmering, a lot of processing and a lot of like, oh, yeah, I don't have enough Absolutely. energy. I have to figure this out. And it's like, I mean, I'm mm-hmm. only just seeing the results now. You know, I'm seeing like the evidence pop in every now and then. Like, I don't think ENFJs like to reveal a lot about themselves necessarily. Like, especially and that side I of them. I think that it's because... I only want to share things if I think that there's a takeaway for people Mm. and I don't mind telling friends like who ask anyone who asks, I don't mind sharing anything, but like even like one-on-one friends I might share, but social media to me, it isn't really the place for me to just sort of say things that are going to be completely not helpful or useful or applicable to anyone Mm -hmm. like looking at it. And I know that might not be exactly healthy. I don't know what I don't know what the healthiest thing is. I mean, I think that you can probably look at themes of how different types use social media, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. even when it comes to any sort of art or creation, like if something is shared, I wanna know like it's shared because there's some sort of reason why someone would want to look at it. I don't ever wanna like be like, give me attention. There has it's to be a core beha- behind it. Yeah, there has to be a purpose behind it, which is fascinating considering that a lot of folks don't have that. Well, like, I if you mean, want to I used to it. write. <laughs> I used to write like poetry and stuff in uh, like college, and mm-hmm. I like think I might have shared one, but I didn't share most of them because one of which I thought, oh, I think other people might relate to this, and so I'm going to share it. Mm-hmm. But like, if I don't think people are going to relate, then I won't. I don't know. Which is and which, like, which is hilarious because like for mine it's very like it doesn't really matter if it'll relate to other people. It's like it has mm-hmm. it objectively evokes some kind of feeling. If it invokes one in myself, it must evoke one in another anyway. So <laughs> Yeah, and I feel like I've been kind of integrating to four and also like trying to find my people and like more okay with I, I'm trying to push myself in that direction of being more myself, but Mm-hmm. That's so it's just, interesting. It's interesting to me that you say it seems like ENFJs don't share much about ourselves because there are definitely some people that wish that we would just shut up. So I'm just like, well, what do you want to know? What's funny is that I think it's the content of what you guys are talking about, right? Because it's um, a lot of the ENFJs, mm-hmm. when you hear them, are always very like focused on you, like your change, your transformation, um, mm. your growth patterns, your coping mechanism. Like, they get try to dig in so deep inside of the other person and unearth what needs to be fixed and bring it out so that they can be fixed and do this whole, like, open conversation thing that's very, like, mm. me on a couch and you with a clipboard and let's bring out your problems and fix it. And it's just, like, I get it. And I'm, com- I'm going to start imagining myself as if for the person who doesn't want that, it would be, like, invasive, mm. almost. Versus... Because it's almost like one-sided. Because we will never know the other side of you, though. It would become like the the clipboard and the couch situation. Whereas it would... I mean, I don't know if another person would want the other, the other side. Well, if you have any ideas of how to show the other side, like, 
in a video or something, let me know. Because yeah. <laughs> well, what's funny, like, actually, I, I what I'm thinking... Go ahead. No, sorry, because like, what I'm thinking is that I have a feeling that is it because the other person is ill-equipped to reverse that and make it and to direct it towards you? Because hmm. it's a skill set, I would say, of ENFJs that make them really good at it. And I don't know if people feel incapable of returning the favor. Sometimes I feel like people think I don't need it. Oh, then, well, yeah, I mean, that's a two thing, right? Like, <laughs> the suffer. Yeah. <laughs> Which I feel well, bad for, because you guys, like, twos also need love. Like, I, I mean, that's <laughs> kind of the core thing. It's like, I just want to. It's like, <laughs> uh, we actually need love a lot. That's why we're doing all of this work. <laughs> I know. Um, I would say that, um... I am trying to, I guess, share more, but I don't know, like, what. I think maybe part of it is, like, details mm. that I don't think. Like, for example, um, I realized that I, I, like, told my ENFP friend Crystal, mm-hmm. like, about how, you know, actually, I was realizing lately that. I wish my grandpa was still alive because I'm starting to like cooking and I wish that I could have asked him more about his Italian recipes that he made. Mm-hmm. And after I said that, I was like, damn, I don't tell you anything like this when I realized <laughs> it. Like, I was like, man, that was pretty fine SI. <laughs> like like a really pull from the moment, like pull from the past moment <laughs> situation. And I think I can, I can mirror people like kind of well as like, if an ENFP is, like, processing their FI and, like, saying random things like that, then I can sort of then share mm. mine. Maybe we can, maybe we, like, because I am also an ENFP, like, when we mm-hmm. relate to you, because socially, like, socionically, we're, we're quasi, so our relationship's actually literally kind of opposite mirrors in a sense, um, which is also interesting. But what I meant to say is that, like, I kind of relate when it comes to, like, the really bad... I don't know when it comes like the really bad sensing, like the very bad, mm-hmm. um, very bad thinking. Like we're also in that same boat. So when things go down like this, and like the whole, when you don't really want to talk about details, like I can babble forever. You know that's not hard for me to do. But ask me why or when, like what did I do when I went to like church one day or something? Like remember, I remember this one guy asking me like, "Well, why are you wearing a suit?" And I just didn't care to bring up the whole because I went to church that day because it, for at the moment, it that wasn't the detail mm-hmm. I wanted to express. I want to talk about the an idea that I had thought of that day. It was like, oh my god, yeah, so a different a different <laughs> <So> my... priority. <laughs> so. I don't know if I told you this or not, but yeah, my INFJ girlfriend and I, like, she asked me something like, I knew you grew up Catholic, but like, how much did you grow up going to church? And I just like laughed. I was like, "Um, is this our first date? Um, (laughs) And and then uh, I was like, wait, did you grow up going to church? And it's like, we've been dating for a year and a half. Those details. And then so then (laughs) when she asked, I like, broke into the, this okay so when I was younger it was like this and when I got older it was like this I like told the whole thing and then I was like but I I, I identify as someone who did not grow up going to church mm. she was like wait what but I guess I can explain that to you now if that's not a side note but um but yeah like it, it was just weird uh to realize that 
those things don't come up. Well, I think it's an intuitive thing because like we don't then, usually come up to each other and be like, so by the way, how many pets died in your history? <laughs> like you don't, you just don't talk about like, oh, do you have a Ooh, cat? That's a good question. Like it, it's fascinating to like. I remember like, oh my god, being I'm such a people. dog person. Really? Yes. Yes. I'm, <laughs> I'm such a dog person, and um, my my old dog um, Chelsea, uh, my uncle got her, and then they had my little cousin that was like one at the time and I was like seven and so the baby was incompatible with the puppy sort of thing and so I like begged my parents for it and then we got it and then I used to like take all these videos I did skits with my dog I would like pretend like she was a character and I even like tried to do her makeup or like weird shit like that but anyway she used to run away like all the time and then would come back and so there were definitely times when I would like cry and I would be like mom you can't make me go to school if Chelsea doesn't come back (laughs) but yeah she passed away in like 2017 or 2018 yeah that's pretty recent like dang yeah I lost it I like Mm -mm. completely lost it I have I yeah I love dogs I am worried if I ever got one because I'm already imagining Mm -hmm. the funeral I have to throw for this this puppy of mine Like, I'm already thinking it. I'm, like, emotionally preparing myself for that Mm. moment. Even though, like, whenever I see any kind of dog... um, I do have a preference for bigger dogs, though. But, like, any kind of dog I see on the street or any guests... Like, there's this one family friend and they have... um, a Was it Dachshund? Is that how you call it? A Dachshund? Dachshund? Mm -hmm. Dachshund? Whatever. It's, like, that wiener dog that looks so cute. Um, Yeah. And Mm. it's such a cutie. And it's, like, a little older, so it's a little bit more chilled out. But he just loves just trying to fit into any like any kind of crevice that you happen to be creating <laughs> as you sit in a couch somewhere. It's just I can't. <laughs> like, I just I devolve yeah. into like this person who goes like, oh my heart, <laughs> get all like emotional. It's so funny. It's funny because my ESTJ grandma is such a dog person, and she always talks about how like dogs teach you the meaning of life like they're there yeah and then you get another one and then like i don't know it's just you it's all it always is worth it even if they it's like a partnership for life almost um yeah there was a dog we had it was a black she was a black labrador her name was shiloh in the philippines and i taught her how to like shake hands and her paws and i cleaned her eyes because she'd always cry every morning um Hmm. and then i found out she died (laughs) like because i wasn't there and then Hmm. like they fed her like some kind of like a large mass of chocolate and she just like died i was like yeah because the person who did it wanted to to steal mangoes from my grandmother's mango tree (laughs) (laughs) i'm laughing about it now because i'm over it but like i i I grieve your grandma has a mango tree (laughs) oh i don't know how she got the mango tree it wasn't even a philippine mango it's an indian mango it was the breed of the tree it's very it's very weird um so I have a question, even though this is your podcast, I have a question. Go for it. Is that, um, so I try, so I try really hard to be open, mm-hmm. but I think maybe it takes me a long time to get into the details and I don't want to get into the details if someone doesn't care to listen. Mm. So that might be part of it. But even like I realized the question you asked me, it probably sounds really vague, but also like, I don't really know how to go into it but also like i just want to know like if you wouldn't mind asking me some questions of like what like i don't know like do you have a dog like things like that oh like, like just see if what i can it, what pull out some I'm details sure. out of you 
Um, yeah, like, what am I not sharing? <laughs> like, I don't... That's a good... No, it's, it's a funny thing. It's you a know? good question because, um, I mean, then again, I'm also a really bad sensing. So I'm the, if the detail interests me, because I'm interested, I'm interest-focused oh, yeah. <laughs> also. So I'm like, if it's also interesting, I will ask it. Um, definitely, I'll bring it up <laughs> if it ever comes up. Because it is like... I have to say, like, um, let's put it this way. Like, having noticed uh, your Twitter presence, right? Like, getting seeing how people mistake you as a almost like a antagonistic character almost like you almost have a trope i don't know if you feel yeah. the same way or if you get that vibe i know i've called out enfjs for being martyrs or like almost like they can't help themselves they kind of fall mm-hmm. into uh what is it they fall into being crucified right away i don't know why you guys do it <laughs> yeah so that's actually really interesting because in the whole idea of like human design which is sort of like astrology but it's another system. I am the five one personality type, which is called the heretic investigator. Mm. And um, it means Sounds that my fitting. conscious self. <laughs> yeah. It, it, the archetype it shows is that you're either the savior or you're crucified, depending on who's watching and you can't be everything to everyone. And you either are going to be kind of idealized as like, Oh my God, you changed my life. Or like, oh my god, you're a fraud, I hate you, sort of thing. And like, I've read a lot about that stuff, and I definitely see that archetype archetype come up, because people really aren't, I mean, in general, people haven't been neutral about me Mm -hmm. um, most of my life. Um, I don't know. But it's like, if if you see the same sort of feed, like... It's just, it just becomes clear that that's just sort of an archetype of certain people like whether you believe in human design or not the archetype still exists is what you're saying yeah Mm -hmm. and i agree because i I mean you know another person person, right who's also suffering the same thing yeah 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 (laughs) well there's a there's a person underneath of whether or not you find what they're saying to be useful or not Mm -hmm. and People should realize that whether you find it useful is completely subjective to who you are, what you're doing, and I think mo- I think that more people should take a good look at what it is that they're looking for and what it is that matters to them and just um, divide up your life accordingly. Like, I mean, I think I've done a lot of work on where I'm putting my energy this year that it's making me realize how many people don't do that. Mm. And people are putting their energy toward people that have nothing to offer them. And sometimes that's me. And I'm just on the other end of that. And I can't help that I have nothing to offer you. You know, like I'm only one person. And see, I'm drawing so much points actually from just that that statement you just said. There are things like Mm -hmm. uh, aspects as to what if, like what may be reasonings why people may perceive you from one end to the other like I had a as you were talking I had this thought of mm-hmm. is it the delivery because I remember that was brought up actually vaguely so in a pre- like yesterday it was brought up vaguely <laughs> um, that the delivery must be so important that the people will be able to accept and understand it but then the argument comes up of okay so if it's the delivery does that mean that people only like to have their ears tickled then for them to accept facts like for them to accept that's the thing is that i already am focused on how i say it and how it lands exactly i just am not focused on it for everyone and that brings us to the next point like are people like when you mentioned how doing work on yourself opens you up to seeing how other people aren't working on themselves is so true because 
you start to realize that these oh, people yeah, don't think absolutely. about they don't process their own thoughts um having been guilty of myself as a person who doesn't ask why d- that often um it's a thing and knowing that there are a definitely a large majority of folks who let's say it's just not their instinctual thing to question right like it's just for them living is just working and providing and that's all that's fine i mean if we're going to go spiral dynamic it's probably just very mm-hmm. level 2 you know like it's just simple yeah. it's not wrong it's just simple and i have a feeling I that could be like perceived feel, negatively towards like higher levels i just feel incredibly like um misunderstood by most people but i also feel like i have an intense purpose and passion for why i'm here and i'm trying to build my life in a way where all of my energy is going in the right direction which i think is kind of like probably developing my secondary ni Mm. in a way because i do have ni but it's not pretty much um my since i'm developing my secondary ni like i'm trying to find my direction uh amongst from everything I've heard from all these people, like finding the signal within the noise, because, you know, I live in the extroverted objective world now. And it's like, how do I figure out what direction I want to point to like out of all this? And um, I guess I was thinking, I was thinking about how if everybody is connected, which I believe they are. um, If you think of like, if I were to go to like my fault line of like my soul group or like my tribe or my people, mm-hmm. that's going to be a lot less effort, but for a lot more impact. Mm-hmm. But if I go to not a fault line or something like, I don't know. And see, that's like one metaphor, but then here's another one. And I don't really know how, what's the best way to subscribe or to describe it. But mm-hmm. like, for example, all, all water is connected like by like the oceans or whatever unless well like yeah the ocean will like flow into streams and stuff like that and it's all connected you can try and target the ocean or you can try and target your individual stream that is really more specific to you mm. okay like does that make sense are you I don't, say- I don't what know. are you saying is the application then for those two things because i'm seeing two different the divergent points Okay, so really, both of those metaphors are imperfect, but they're meant to illustrate or describe the idea that um, people are all connected, but we're still slightly different. And there's different pockets of people that are here for different reasons and have different purposes. Mm-hmm. And the broader you can, the broader your message um might not actually be super impactful for the people that you're here to, mm, to impact. Yeah, because I was thinking in actually along the same lines as that, that you could target the ocean, like you could go for that, um, mm-hmm. but your message may be lost and may have to be yes. like refined to the point where it's so basic. So it applies generally to everybody, um, but it doesn't really produce an impact yeah. that you kind of, I guess is the impact that you want the people to realize. Yeah, and so whenever whenever people online misperceive me at this point, 
it really doesn't matter because it's like, you think I'm mean? Well, I convinced Nate to start a podcast and I convinced my girlfriend to start doing music and I got my best friend out of her comfort zone doing a podcast with me and mm. I'm encouraging Kat to do um, Enneagram and I'm doing this and this and this and this and I don't really care if you think that I'm mean because I'm not. Like, people can convince me I'm stupid and I might believe them but nobody can convince me that I have bad intentions because I don't. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. which is kind of it's, <laughs> actually, it's very, it's so beta. <laughs> I, I love it because it's like, it's it. I would say back to the whole Twitter like realm that, or there's the whole mm-hmm. feeling of being misunderstood, and like all, and then the, you know bringing all of this t- together, you know, into the kind of like into the oneness of what it is. Me attempting to do NI here, but. I see a lot of by focusing on yourself, you have created an aura of discomfort for everybody. And yeah, it's and like, I actually think that that happens to ENFJs a lot. Oh yeah, and I think it's um, and I think no, it's, I think it's a hallmark ENFJ thing that when you're when you're surrounded by an ENFJ, it's like you need, or at least when you're around one, um, and they're like in close proximity, you're gonna feel that they are not here to make you feel happy if that makes sense. It's like they intend to make you feel satisfied or like, what is the word? Like can, like the, that you're going to achieve your life's purpose is what the vibe is supposed to be and that's what they want to project hmm. out. Um, so, yeah. I, I thought of something. Or okay. continue. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Okay, okay. Sorry, I didn't know if you were, okay. So <laughs> this actually reminds me of something that I, a concept that this uh, lady Amanda Flaker on YouTube who I really like her videos she makes a lot of videos about like empath or sensitive entrepreneurs mm-hmm, it seems mm-hmm. like she's kind of targeting NF entrepreneurs but she's using like you know a different word for mm-hmm. that but anyway um, she um, she talks a lot about how if you're the sort of person that can tap into the potential of people and the emotions of people you kind of have a choice of, because not everybody is sensitive like that. Not everybody is going to be empathetic. Mm. Some people are actually, it goes beyond thinker feelers. Some people are like literally sociopaths. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so if you are sensitive and some people aren't and they are ignoring those emotions, you can enable um, those people who aren't taking responsibility for their own emotions and the people they're impacting by cleaning up the mess um or you can grow your own power sort of and sort of force responsibility on the people that aren't so okay another way to describe this no is I, like, I think i got you because it's like you're it's either you try to change them but you may not succeed or just work on bettering yourself and then get them to follow you or like to get them to like yes to, and uh, if you were to bend, think about every if you were to think about every single human being being connected by their emotions and then some people are more sensitive than others and some people aren't in order to achieve balance what typically happens is the super sensitive people feel an over responsibility to pretty much um, compensate for the other people mm-hmm. because if you're tuned into the emotions then you know that it has to be balanced mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. Or else you will go crazy. I'm just imagining, and like, so, or remembering how FE doms are always like, "How do I turn it off?" Like, <laughs> just yeah, so connected to everybody's can't. like the mood of this room. It's just no, like, 
It, it's your playground. And it's your I world. I guess I I think that there are a lot of enablers, a lot of sensitive people that are enabling an unjust society by cleaning up the mess. And I believe that if we refuse to to enable then then we we can't act as though this system works anymore if that makes any sense yes because it doesn't work from what i'm getting at is that it's clearly the current state of people's learning progress or whatever it is they want to get to whatever level they need to be at is become is inefficient basically and the enablers that you're talking about it's like they are doing the job where that should have been the other person's responsibility yes. as their own individual. Like, it's it's almost like a basic yes. right thing that a human needs to be responsible for their own emotions as an adult. Like, you have to yes. be a well-adjusted emotional person by the time you hit a certain age. But that's not happening because, like, we have people yes. who are enablers who are kind of like, well, they're not, so I'm going to try to help them. And it's like, that's great, but are you really helping them? Because... Now they just rely yeah, on you I'm, to compensate for that. Yeah. And I have been there before. And that's why like, I've been, I've enabled, like, in relationships and friendships. Like, I'm no stranger to that at all. But, like, the, that's why people will say, and this is sort of, like, trite, but, like, that's why empaths attract narcissists. These mm. are just sort of an archetype that you can think of. But, like, that's, like, people who don't have boundaries and just feel everything for everyone is very attractive to the sort of person that doesn't want to do any of the work and wants to just take and so if what happens if the empath refuses yeah well then i mean it's already a power imbalance these people would have no choice yeah (laughs) and so i guess i feel like i lived a lot of my life um trying to sort of maintain balance so that I can survive. And now it's like what I'm trying to do is like if I can um, empower the people on this side who are trying. Uh, oh, see, what I want to do is tell the people that are <laughs> trying to help others how to help themselves and how to be even more valuable. That's what I want to do. Mm. It's like I used I used to be focused on um, making other people happy that we're trying to take I don't know this is like so general that I hope that this makes sense well I, I'm actually <sighs> I I'm getting don't worry I'm getting it because it's like what I'm thinking okay. what I'm getting at is because of the history you've had with takers a lot and having been an enabler yeah. yourself in your life that you notice that this mm-hmm. is an almost like a, a pseudo epidemic an, an pseudo emotional oh, yeah. epidemic mm-hmm. that there are other people like you who do this as well and needs to feel that yeah. they also have power and that they are human and that they have a life that should be valued and they should value learn to value themselves because the truth is if they're enabling, they're almost like devaluing themselves to bring another person up, whereas yeah. the answer should be, let's all raise up. It's not one goes down. And they need to realize too and, that yeah. they think, they need to realize that it's short-term uh, harmony uh, that is... Being achieved by them, yeah, by that kind of thing. Long term. 
it's kind of funny because it's like you have one end of the stick of the person putting people down and like being that kind of bully and abusing uh, abusing other people and then you have the other end of the person who is purposely putting themselves down because they falsely believe that it's what you know as long as the other people are up i think i've had similar experiences where i've had friends who prefer to lower themselves down not in a sense of humility but in a sense of like self-pity and like self-loathing and mm-hmm. it's really frustrating to watch because you want these people to be amazing that's why you're friends with them right like they kind of don't yeah. realize that this is why we're friends because i thought you have like i thought you're amazing and i think or it's my opinion that this person yeah. is fantastic but you don't believe it so what ends up happening is like the other person has to carry you up all the time mm-hmm. when you can't even see your own potential it's it's in, exhausting in my opinion there's so <laughs> Exactly. And there's so many people who want to grow and want to learn, but don't know how and can use some help that I'd rather focus on them. Like, for example, um, for example, like if you, um, if all of the people that are so focused on anticipating other people's needs and then meeting them before they, um, before they even know that they had them, Mm -hmm. if you Mm -hmm. stop doing that, that creates a huge rift because these people don't even realize what you're doing for them. They don't even realize that you're anticipating your needs. And the moment you stop, they think, what the, what the fuck happened? They don't know what to do. Like, what if, what if all of the empathetic people stopped anticipating everyone's needs and instead used that energy to make something that can make the world better as opposed to just maintaining some sort of pseudo-balance? Exactly. I actually do think that we are already equipped to some extent um with like i don't know maybe that's like a, a mental armada or whatever it is that we kind of choose to repress for some reason i don't know why other po- folks if that's a thing mm. and i think it's a thing um and of course and it just directly contributes to the enabler and the taker loop that's been going on whereas really every each individual mm-hmm. is capable of so much they just need to push it like they just need to realize that that's a thing um and I don't know if it's like history yeah, you know, or like they just been taught that way. Conditioned is the word maybe is what it is. So, yeah, I actually was just going to say that maybe it seems like I'm judging people who aren't, you know, doing what I'm doing or something. But really, I'm just trying to relieve myself from the burden of feeling like I could do anything about it because I know I can't. Because the thing is, so I don't blame anyone for having zero energy to do anything because if you look around, there's a million reasons why people would feel like shit. Mm -hmm. Like, in fact, there's not really much of a reason. I mean, like, I I guess I just like, I don't blame anyone at all for feeling like shit. I think it'd be cool to kind of like... Not wanting to do anything. To, what is it? To clarify. Like, this is what talking to an ENFJ is like. Like, they, they lace their language with a lot of feeling and a lot of passion and projecting that outward to the world you know it is fire like i do see it as like a flame but i think people have Mm -hmm. a wrong conception like they just misconceive you guys as aggressive maybe if that's the term when it's not yeah because i get fire can burn i mean i'm just like not i'm just (laughs) but you're not even mad you're not even like you're just chilling (laughs) (laughs) Um, what i've noticed though of like being online though is that i've gotten every single perception but what? But I mostly get the right perception. But then there, every so often, there's people that all have a shared 
wrong perception. Mm, mm-hmm. And that's the one that gets talked about. But it's like, if that's not something that I've ever heard my entire life, and it goes against literally everything I am, then I'm not going to take that seriously. Isn't it crazy, you though, know? that it's literally a one aspect of you that's, let's say, rub them off the wrong way. But instead of clarifying it with you directly, instead it's like mm-hmm. simmered with like another group of people and it becomes a thing. Yeah, I think it becomes like it... their hidden meme, like a running gag about you or whatever. Yeah, I think that, you know, things like that spread. And that's how, you know, slander is a thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Slander mm-hmm. and what's the other term? Uh... I forget. Uh, um, defamation. Yes. Oh. The, the reason why <laughs> my bad TI is... did not win this round. <laughs> the reason why that's even in law is under the assumption that people's incorrect perceptions can actually damage someone's well-being mm-hmm. because it does spread. And it can ruin a so... life. I would say it can definitely. Um, like you yeah. can say that you can like toughen up and just ignore I... it. It will pass, yes, but sometimes it lingers. You know, like it. It, some, cause it people absolutely are people. does, and for those like... <laughs> for those who know me well, I'm very close to. I'm very aware of that, and have personal experience with that, and so, I. That's why I'm so intent on clarifying people's perceptions of me, helping clarify other people's perceptions. Mm-hmm. I just have. I've got no time for any sort of misperceptions because I see. I've seen firsthand how it can literally fuck up people's lives. This is why I would say it's really fascinating because, like, people, like, we have to understand, like, the people we're talking to are still people, right? At the end of the day, like, we eat the same food. Well, probably not, but I mean, like, metaphorically. Like, we (sighs) eat, we breathe, we, some of us filter feed or whatever. And, like, it's a thing. Like, like, I would say you, even though you're an ENFJ and then the whole dramatic, passionate speech thing, but you still have to sleep and get up and, like, you're not like some on a cloud immortal being in China. Like it's just that's not how it is. Yeah. And I think it's very unrealistic that people would project some form of like paint you as some way because it's somehow I don't know, like for them it just makes them feel better, which is again I wish, weird. I would love to make a video of how I look while tweeting or while responding <laughs> just the to compilation comments. of you with like some bathroom. I mean, I've never got I don't get heated. This concludes part one of season two's episode three with Megan Lavoda on ENFJs and transformation and public perception. Stay tuned for part two as I intend to release the next episode in a couple days. Thank you so much for listening. As always, I have Megan's links to her social media on my show. And if you want to get to know her better, don't forget to check out her YouTube channel. That is Megan Lavoda, where she talks all manner of typology. This girl is the real deal, and she has a lot in store for anyone who chances or intends upon her content. And thank you again, everyone, and I hope you guys have a good day.